you are listening to the Stuff You Should Do podcast, episode number 17. Lift Like a Girl, with your host, Cam Bickley. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Stuff You Should Do. I'm your host, Cam Bickley. And if this is your first time here, hey, thanks. I appreciate it. Make sure you add me to your subscriptions. Add me to your list of podcasts so you'll, be, so you'll get those automatic updates whenever I publish a new episode. This episode was a great one, and I'm not going to talk y'all's ear off about it. I'll let y'all hear for yourself. The proof is in the pudding. So without further ado, let's get into episode number 17. See y'all in a little bit. All right. So today here with me on the podcast, I have the beautiful, the gorgeous Roxanne Deneen, a.k.a. Rox the Fox. So there's one burning question I got to ask before you introduce yourself. So, Rox, what does Jim. what does the fox say? It doesn't give a fuck. That's what the fox says. <laughs> okay, I like that answer. I like that's that what answer. this fox says. <laughs> okay, I mean that's what that's what the fox should have said when that stupid song came out. This the fox should have exactly. just shut up. <laughs> exactly. My mom's gonna be so disappointed. I told her I was doing this, and she's like, "Just watch your mouth. You you know you cuss a lot." And I'm like, "Well, first of all, I get it from you." And it hasn't even been a minute in, and I already said the F-bomb, so I already disappointed. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> Sorry about that. But, yeah, welcome welcome to the, the podcast. Thanks for, you know, taking time out to sit down and talk to your boy. So go ahead and introduce the people. To, I mean, introduce yourself to the people. Tell them a little bit about yourself and some of the stuff that we're going to hit on today. Yeah, so um, my name's Roxanne. I've been getting into fitness for about, I want to say, maybe like three years now I've been doing it. Um, I've actually along that been finding more and more out about myself, actually, and I'm fully happy about myself. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Hopefully talk about some of the mental health. Um, mental health is a huge thing for me because mm-hmm. I feel like um, a lot of people don't really give that much look. A lot of people look at physical health. Like if someone says, oh, I'm not feeling well. Oh, well, what hurts? Nothing hurts. I'm mentally not feeling well, but then it doesn't count. And that's, you know, and that's a huge thing, especially with employers nowadays. Like you should be able to find an employer that understands mental health days do count as health days. You need. Yeah, they really do. They really do. And we'll we'll get into the mental health piece in a little bit. But the first part we want to talk about was kind of like your your fitness background. So your fitness and lifestyle. So go ahead and give the people a little intro with that. You said you've been into it for about three years now, right? Yeah, for about three years now. Um. I used to be really heavy. I was always an athlete. I played basketball for God knows how long. My mom actually got me started into it. I was, I was young and I was tall. And she's like, you want to play basketball? Had no clue what the hell it was. I was just like, okay, sure. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) that's how that started. Played that. And I actually um, went to college and played. So I've been playing it for a long, long time. Um, Even though I was an athlete, I wasn't in shape. I was a center. So I would, you know, jog down the court nice and slow, do my thing, stay nice and wide, box girls out. But um Yeah, I mean, hey, that sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. And just for the record, you can box me out whenever. <laughs> I'll keep that in <laughs> mind. I'm I'm just as good as as I was back then. So <laughs> But yeah, I was always a little bit a, a little bit thicker, you know, at my heaviest point I was about uh two fifty and that was back in college. And I was mm-hmm. definitely heavy, but I was a fat to the point where I was solid. Like I was, I was solid. I was a solid girl. And, um, it just got to the point where 
people would say, oh, wow, like you have a beautiful face. That's it. And you know, that eventually really got to me. And I was like, why do people have to say I have a beautiful face? You know, is nobody, if you're overweight, you can't be beautiful. Like right. to me, that That's... always used to rub me the wrong way. And I can see why. I mean, just saying, oh, you have a beautiful face. It, it some people are just shallow, you know, they'll they'll say that and then or they just don't think about what they say. They just talk without really thinking about what they're saying. They just they just shoot from the hip. And yeah, that sucks. Right. And and you know the thing is, is I that we're in and being a human being, the first thing you're gonna the first like thing you're gonna see and talk to a person is gonna be their physical appearance. But if you don't like the way they look or you think you know, something is just one thing is beautiful. Just shut your mouth. <laughs> don't say anything. Yeah. It you goes know? back to that old rule. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say nothing it, at all. Exactly. So um, that and then I remember playing basketball in college. It was just a whole nother level. And my coach at the time really used to get on me about my weight. And I would just keep it all in, keep it all in. And I, I wasn't very good at expressing myself at the time. So I would just keep it all and get angry. And eventually... I just started to, um, I couldn't sleep in college. I could not sleep at all. Um, I had a roommate that has never been issues with me because you literally, if I am tired, I will sit my ass down, fall asleep wherever I am. I do not care where it is. I could be at a concert and I will pass out. <laughs> but, um, so I couldn't sleep. So I just started running on the treadmill, walking, running, walking, running at like 2 AM when no one was in the gym. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I actually, I didn't know anything about fitness yet. I didn't know how to eat or anything like that. So I actually, I lived off of Chipotle. That's all I did. I knew, I knew I'm like, well, brown rice and chicken is good for you. And I, you know, I had, being an athlete, I knew what was good and what wasn't bad, but I wasn't so in depth with like macros, counting everything, right? you know, things like that. So I just ate Chipotle. Same thing every day. I had brown rice with the brown rice. I had chicken. I had guacamole, salsa, lettuce. That's it. Well, hats off to you because you obviously got an iron stomach. Every it, don't, it doesn't matter what I get from Chipotle, but it's guaranteed to destroy my stomach every time I go. Even if I get the healthy stuff, I get like, I try to eat as healthy as I can when I go there, but it never fails to destroy my stomach. Listen, Chipotle never used to do that to me. And now whenever I eat their hot sauce, God knows and I know what the hell is going to happen. But do I still do it? Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. Like, especially with spicy stuff. The spicy stuff just destroys my fucking stomach. I know what's going to happen, but, you know, I, I just take it on the chin and, you know, keep pushing like a champ. I'm going to show right. you. <laughs> It'll be so worth it. So, yes, yeah. It will be. And then um, I just, I just lost a lot of weight from doing that. And my coach, he ended up calling it the Roxanne diet just because my body was like, what the hell are you doing? So I lost a lot of weight really fast. From eating at Chipotle? Yeah, just eating Chipotle. I literally, that's what I did. I ate Chipotle. I stopped all sugary drinks. I only drank water and um, tequila and vodka, you know. We <laughs> essentials, essentials, <laughs> you need those. But um, just, I stopped everything. And once a week, I allow myself to eat something else. But my body just did really well with what I was doing. And then... After I hit a certain point, um, I think it was like my sophomore year in college, I realized it just really wasn't for me. So um, I packed it up and my cousin at the time was prepping for um, a bikini competition. Um, and that's actually how I got 
uh, introduced to um, the natural competing. And I was like, you know what? Uh, that would be a good goal for me. I want to look good in a bikini. <laughs> so That's a pretty good goal to have. And yeah. the, when, you, when you say natural, does that mean the whole OCB, uh, I, don't, I don't know what to call it, class? Because I was doing a little bit of research on it, and apparently there's three different ways to compete within OCB, which is kind of like bodybuilding, right? Yes, it's exactly, it's exactly that. Um, so it's all natural, meaning um, no store, no steroids. Hello, no steroids. Steroids. <laughs> steroids. <laughs> no steroids, like no uh, growth hormones, anything like that. You have to take a lie detector test. You get drug tested before you go on stage. So wow, they actually, yeah, they take precautions for that. Um, yeah. So she actually, she ended up, I talked to her and she um, hooked me up with her trainer she had at the time. And uh, I, I reached my goal. I did make it to stage and I came in dead last. Every freaking category came in dead last. And I honestly, I didn't care. All I wanted to do was make it on that stage and, um, say to myself that I did it, you know, right. I feel confident, confident enough to go on the stage at the time. I had no clue, no clue what it entailed zero. I didn't know what they were looking for. I didn't know what nothing. I just went in blind. Luckily, the coach I had at the time prepared me for the show. She did posing with me. She did my routine with me, everything. Um, and then after that show, you know, she she asked me, she's like, you should do figure. And I'm like, no. Ah, so that, that I think that's one of the, uh, so like I was saying earlier, there's three different parts to it. And there's, yeah. you did bikini first, right? Yes. And then there's figure and then there's physique, right? Is that right. the third one? Right. Correct. Okay. Correct. So now I actually, I do figure because I'm built like a freaking linebacker. Thanks to my father. I'm built like a linebacker. <laughs> I have huge shoulders, huge back, just naturally. Like I'm just very, very broad at the top. Right. My, my high school pictures always used to come out jacked up because they'd have the frame set to the normal girls. So my mom used to start writing letters to them, like zoom your frame out. My child does not fit. Her shoulders are too wide. <laughs> <laughs> So they would have to adjust the frame settings for me in order for me to fit into that square. <laughs> That's crazy. But it now that you're doing figure, do you feel like it's worked out in your advantage? Because yeah. Looking yep. at the poses, I mean, it, it seems like it benefits you to have wider shoulders as far as some of those poses. Yeah, go. yeah, exactly. And they look for that, that V figure. So wide lats, wide shoulders, waist tucked in, and um, a little of that quad sweep and the quad definition for sure. So mm -hmm. that's definitely have, has helped me. The back is my biggest, biggest, biggest positive. It, it brings me up so much because like I said, naturally I have a really wide back. So my lats right now are wide, wider than ever. And it's, it's just very easy for me to grow my back. But then again, it's very, very hard for me to um, keep fat off my body ridiculously mm -hmm. hard like i can look at a cupcake and gain 10 pounds it's awful <laughs> that's crazy that's a struggle it sounds like it is awful and i like cupcakes <laughs> who doesn't i mean if you if you don't like cupcakes i'm like questioning you i'm thinking you might be tied to isis in some kind of way oh <laughs> right <laughs> right honestly so um you said you didn't really know what they were looking for in bikini no i had I had no idea. I just, I'm like, I want to look good in a bikini, so I'm going to do this. Yeah. Now that I know what it entails, I would never, ever, ever do bikini. Ever. Why is that? Because I am not a petite woman, nor am I.
I'm not what they look for in bikinis. Like I said, like I'm very broad. I lift very heavy and I like to be, I like to be jacked. I like to be stacked. I like to have huge biceps. I like that my legs look like they can crush somebody's head. <laughs> like I enjoy hey, that. Some, some people, you know, that's a, that's a big turn on to some people. <laughs> yeah. But you know, and there is a point though, where even I see pictures of women in what I do and I'm like, that's too much. Like, absolutely not. Yeah. Because you gotta like, you gotta find it. You have to find medium. that balance, you know? Mm-hmm. So with figure, like, don't mess with me, but I also want to be sweeped off my feet and carried to the bedroom, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, and it's. I think that's a a stigma that a lot of people see with women bodybuilders is like if they're if they're if they don't look like you know your normal run of the mill petite bikini model, people are like oh she's she's not gonna like feminine stuff. That's bullshit, man. Like like yeah. you just said, you just disbanded all that right there. Like yeah, she lives heavy shit, but I mean she still wants to be treated like a woman, you know, like a exactly. lady. Exactly. And it just it boggles my mind how some people just look like they just draw the line at appearance. Like they they just look at you and like, oh, she she won't like this. She's she's not that ladylike. Exactly. Exactly. It's crazy. So with with figure, what's uh what's the biggest differences between figure and bikini that you've seen? The, as far as the judging? Your appearance. They're looking for a totally the spectrums are like from fire to ice it's it's completely different um your posing is different in bikini you can you can kind of be a little flirty you know you you send out winks you flip your hair you toss it and figure it's very they're checking for the definition they're checking for the symmetry between your thighs and your calves are your legs wider than um your arms do you have a good upper body but is your lower body equivalent so they are they're definitely looking at a lot more muscle okay all right cool so from bikini to figure i'm sure your workout regimen changed drastically it oh sounds like it, it changed more towards what you like because it sounds like you like lifting lifting heavier you know to begin with yeah absolutely yep so talk a little bit about your your weightlifting routine like do you have a, a competition coming up or do you have one in the near future or in the near future so um originally i was going to compete this summer and um due to my mental health and my state and taking two years off and you know we'll get more into my mental health state later but um i i actually i put on a lot more weight than i anticipated i was going to mm-hmm. um i just you when when you're in that mental state and you don't have a good mental you don't enjoy doing the things that you like to do anymore. So even going to the gym was starting to become a struggle for me. And if I, I if I did eat, I'd eat whatever, just because I just wanted to be quick and over with, you know? So I ended up right. eating a lot more weight than I thought I did. So I was originally supposed to compete this summer and um, I was losing weight. I was doing really well. And, but I wasn't where I needed to be, nor where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So like, you know what? Let me just focus. I'm still going to live my life. Let me get down to this weight. And then I'll do a 12 week shred and step on stage, which is how it should be. Right. You know? So I am about at that place now where I could do that mentally. Am I ready to say, all right, I'm ready to start show prep next week. Absolutely not. I just moved to Florida. I made a new group of friends, um, exploring restaurants. I'm going out, I'm socializing. So my goal is definitely by the fall. Okay, and again. and that 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 sounds doable. So as far as 
your working out or your workout plan? Is it like daily or are you yes. working it up? What's that looking like? So I work out about um, five times a week. Um, I always take two rest days. And for people who usually just start the gym, I, I hate when I ask them, I'm like, well, do you work out every day? Yeah, every day. I'm like, you shouldn't do that. You know, <laughs> your muscles get tired and it's just going to stay stagnant. You, like you, your body physically needs that rest. Right. So I go to the gym about five days a week. Um, I take two days of rest. It's, I always rest on Sunday. I'm just, I'm a Sunday person, huge Sunday person. Um, and I break out my workouts. So I'll do, um, like I'll give you, um, examples. So like day one, I'll do, um, my chest, shoulders, and triceps Mm -hmm. on day two, I'll do legs and I'll focus on my quads, my hamstrings and my calves. And then on day three, I'll do back shoulders and biceps. I'll rest for the fourth day, day fifth. I'll just do hit. So that's high interval intensity. So mm. I'll just do hit. That's what I'll do. I'll do 45 minutes of a hit session. Dude, 45 minutes. That sounds brutal. Cause hit, you're going, you're going like balls out for yeah. however long you're doing it. So 45 minutes sounds like hell. Oh, it is. I freaking hate it. And I hate cardio. For anyone who says they love cardio, I look at them, I'm like, what? Again, what? I'm thinking there might be some ties to ISIS there. <laughs> For real, for real, absolutely with that one. So, you know, it's just, it's about breaking up those days and focusing on what you're focusing on. And I'll write myself out a program. I'll do five weeks of that program and then I'll switch it. Because you want to at least do five weeks of a program to focus on those muscles, to have them grow. If you're going into the gym and doing lower body, but Every day you do lower body, you're doing something different. You're not focusing on that muscle. So it's not going to grow, mm-hmm. you know, it will over time, but not at the speed it would be if you just did like a five week program and then switch it up after the end of those five weeks. Right. So what, where are you getting your programs from? Do you have a, like a trainer or are you just, you know, getting on bodybuilding and checking out their programs or what, how's that going? My mind. <laughs> yeah. You just thinking about it and doing it. Yeah. I know. Like I said, I've been doing it for a while and, um, I actually, I did personal training for a while. So I know a lot of workouts. I know what to do. So I, I focus on it and, um, I write down the workout. I'll, once the fifth, the fifth week is done on a Sunday, I have off, I'll sit by the pool and I'll spend like an hour, an hour, 15 minutes writing out a program for my next five weeks. Um, so I, you know, I do take it seriously because it's my body. You only get one. So treat it well. Um, yeah. So I, I, I get it from my mind and I am actually working on an ebook soon for these programs. Ooh, interesting. What's yeah. going to be called? You got a name yet? I don't have a name yet. It's just going to be a very simple ebook, nothing huge. It's going to be, um, you know, the first ebook I'm going to do is definitely going to be focused more towards um, the women and their assets, a.k.a. legs. <laughs> yeah. A lot of legs. So a lot of ladies like, you know, I want to get a bigger butt. I love of my body, course. but my butt is, is, isn't perky. Well, you got to squat. Don't be afraid to pick up a freaking weight and squat and do, do leg workouts. You know, it's women still have that stigmatism that I'm going to pick up a weight. I'm going to look huge. No, I look huge because I make myself look huge. There is a right. way of doing it without doing that, you mm-hmm. know? So hopefully my ebook will be able to break it down. Um, and there'll be, you know, more directions with it too. Like this, I'm going to do one day for quads, one day for hamstrings, one day for butts. And I'm going to have multiple workouts in there for that. So I'm looking forward to that. 
Now, that sounds like it's going to be dope, but whenever it does come out, shoot me that link and I'll, you know, I'll spread the good word because oh, I'm sure you're going to yeah. have some, I'm sure you're going to have some killer workouts in there. Oh, I will. I'm, I'm trying to kill everybody that buys this thing, so. You heard it. Well, you might want to switch up that slogan a little bit. <laughs> no. Roxanne's ebook, uh, Killing You in the Gym. There we go. Just just know. make it more specific. Killing just you. More in the specific. Gym. Killing you in the gym, not killing you for your daily life. Yeah, because some people <laughs> might see some people might see killing like, nope, fuck that. I'm I want something else. Nope. Uh, <laughs> let me do another workout. So along with these intense workouts, you lifting heavy and doing all this other, you know, strenuous activity, of course you gotta fuel your body with the with the right foods to make sure it's performing the way you want it to. And like you said, when you were in college, you was doing like just brown rice, chicken, brown rice, chicken, brown rice, chicken. And that gets kind of bland and boring after a while. So when you're either training for a competition or just, you know, working out day to day, eating can get a little bit bland. And just going through your Instagram, I saw you post like, I don't know if it was like peanut butter and banana or something like that, but it looked interesting. So I'm saying all that to say uh, over your time, how, how have you made eating more interesting? Yeah, so it's when I first started, it was it was a struggle. Like it was hard, and when I eat now to watch what I'm eating and just make sure I get my calories in for the day, and doing a show prep diet is completely different. I would never, ever, ever give somebody a show prep diet who just wants to lose weight, because the show prep diet is just like you said, it's bland. You have your chicken, your brown rice, asparagus, um, oats, egg whites salmon like that's it and lame. You eat it. it's lame yeah you eat it every day and I get to the point where I'm like three weeks out from a show I literally have to plug my nose when I eat food because I don't like it I really don't like it and I tell everyone that I'm like I'm not acting like I love competing yeah I love it but getting to the stage is it glorifying no it sucks it's awful I'm miserable <laughs> I eat and I'm hungry again and my next meal isn't until two hours don't talk to me don't touch me <laughs> no, that just sounds like you're in a perpetual bad mood. And, and you know, but it's worth it because you know what you're going to get to and you know, you know, the reward of it. Right. And it's just an interesting journey seeing your body change slowly. Like, wow, like your body can do this if you really try. So, and I like my diet right now. Like, I love it. Like you said on my Instagram, like, that's what I try to show people. You can eat well, be flexible. And still have it taste good. You just have to be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Help me out. Help me, Cam. <laughs> uh, I, I can't Creative. read your mind. There we go. There Creative. we go. Creative. So you did so, it all by yourself. You didn't need my help. I know. Look at me. I'm being self-sufficient. I'm being an adult. <laughs> so like the one you just uh, you mentioned, it was actually um, an egg white oat pancake. So what I do is um, I'll take two whole eggs and three egg whites and I'll take a half a cup of oats I'll whisk it together in a bowl um I'll put the griddle on and I whisk it till it gets a little bit foamy um obviously it's not going to be like a pancake batter because it's just oats and eggs as a base right um you just put it on there and it cooks like an actual pancake so the bottom will brown actually and as soon as you see that just like a regular pancake you flip it and um I actually, fruit is optional. I do enjoy putting bananas in there and then putting walnuts on the top. Mm. Um, and then usually that's, so that's a serving. That's one serving. What I eat is, so there's three whole eggs. I mean, sorry, two whole eggs, three egg whites, a half cup of oats in there. And that gives me like 
four stacks of of my fake pancakes. And it's crazy because you're full after, but all that food I just ate, I'm going to use it to fuel me in the gym. And there's nothing in there that's processed, nothing in there that's that you can't not pronounce. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's that's the all, stuff you want to avoid, right? If you right. read the label and you can't and you can't pronounce whatever it is, why are you putting you it in your mouth? Yeah, you probably shouldn't be eating that. Exactly. So, and it tastes good. I'll put a packet of Splendid in there and cinnamon. The texture is different, but if I gave one like my my nieces, they would eat it. They love it. They they really? when they step over my house in New York, they're on an egg white kick. We want egg whites, Aunt Roxanne. I love it. I'm like, look at you girls go. <laughs> look at them being healthy and whatnot. And I mean, it, it, that's great to see them starting at a, such a young age because now, you know, kids are just sitting inside playing fucking Fortnite and dancing all day. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, the they, thing, don't, they don't like to get outside. The thing I fucking hate, I'm going to get criticism on this and I really don't care. The thing I fucking hate is when I see an obese family out and their child is looking normal, but they're feeding them like they're eating and their child's going to end up exactly like them. It just, it, that one thing grosses me out because you are setting up your child for failure right off the bat. Yeah, because you're kind of enforcing those eating habits. Yeah, you know you're you're a kid, so you're like, oh, my parents do it, and when you're a kid, your parents can do no wrong, so you're like, okay, they must be doing the right thing, and then before exactly. you know it, you're severely overweight. I mean, obviously, you know they're kids, so they're not never gonna eat McDonald's. But then also, there's another spectrum where I think the parents are like, oh, I don't feed little Jimmy and Susie anything that's prepackaged, anything that you know has this and. Like, they're freaking kids. Give them a chicken nugget sometimes. You yeah. know? <laughs> I mean, you got to let kids be kids. You can't, you can't, you know, filter everything. Exactly. But I do believe, you know, instead of letting a child stay inside, like you said, play Fortnite all day, shut off the TV, go take them out to the park, take them for a walk, do something with them, take the freaking tablets away. I hate that. Yep. Or at least give it to them for a certain amount of time. I mean, no. I, I'm not saying take them away because as a kid, I love my electronics. I won't lie. Like I was, I was a game nerd when I was growing up. But there was a time and a place. Like if I if I played it for a certain amount of time, my mom would be like, "Nah, fuck that. Turn that off. Go outside. Run around. Ride a bike. You know, go find your friends. But you got to get off this game right now." Right. Exactly. No, and I agree with you 100. percent Maybe like an hour a day, you know, or something like that. On the weekends, it's different. Have it. Have it. What you want. But you know, and. I can't, I can't relate to that gaming thing because growing up, my mom had a strict rule. I was not allowed to play any type of video game. None at all. Oof. Yeah. Never had a gaming system, anything. I never had a gaming system actually until I was about 16 and she got me a Wii. And I was like, what? Like I was amazed. Electronics? Was out. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, it's good that uh, you found a way to, you know, spice up your, your eating because like, like it can get, pretty it can get pretty boring pretty quick when you're eating the same old stuff so are you doing like any talk about your diet like leading up to a competition like is it how strict is it because like leading up to a competition you start dieting what i don't know three four months out let's see so 12 yeah about three months out 12 weeks so you know it's it's super strict it's you have to weigh every ounce of your food you have to have all your meals prepped if it says a half a cup of rice like a half a cup of rice. Don't round it out. Don't ground it out. You know, mm-hmm. it's a tablespoon of peanut butter, an actual tablespoon, not a heaping. And you can use seasonings, which is great. But then when you hit maybe two weeks out, you can't even use seasonings. 
No, that yeah. sucks. So you got to eat everything just bland? Yeah, bland. Bland. Oh, God. But it, the mindset is, is you're eating it for fuel. You're not eating it for pleasure anymore. Right. Yeah, and that's kind of what dieting's about. It's not eating to get fooled. It's just eating, you know, to keep your body going. Right, exactly. And, you know, I, when I do show prep, like, yes, it is a quote-unquote diet. I hate when people say when they're trying to go on a transformation to lose as much weight, I'm going on a diet. You shouldn't say that. It should be a life change because you losing that 20 pounds, if after you hit that 20 pound mark and you start eating just like you did, guess what? You did that shit for nothing, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Often not. Yeah. So it's a, it is a lifestyle change. And when I first started competing, all the girls I was competing with, they're like, it's going to be a lifestyle change. You'll see. And I was always like, yeah, it's going to be a lifestyle change. You'll see. But no, it um, <laughs> it really is. So with all the competitions you've done, you said you started out with bikini, and I'm sure those judges are super anal because they're they're looking, you know, to the T to judge uh to judge your body, and psychologically that's got to take a toll on you, right? I mean, you're standing up there in front of all those judges, and they're picking out all the uh all all the like every imperfection that they can find, and I'm sure that will take a take a toll on, you know, your perception of yourself. So talk a little bit about your experiences or yeah, your experiences going up in front of those judges and how that how that made you, you know, feel about your body. You know, at the at the moment that you're there, you're thinking about um you're thinking about yourself. You're not thinking about anybody else. And you know, you know the judges are there to do what they need to do. But I think the most intimidating part of it is when you're in that lineup and you're there, they're switching you around and you get put to the end. You're like, oh shit, like I'm at the end, but no, then they ask you to raise your hand and now you're in the second place position and you're like, oh, but maybe they just put you there just because they want to off throw and see something else. You know, like you don't, you, you really don't know. And it is, it's, it's nerve wracking, but when you do your T walk, it is like the most rewarding thing you can ever think of. It's just you and the stage. Like, that's it. You're not getting compared now to other girls. You know, the judging part is done. The T-Walk is about, it's about you. And, you know, the judge is judging your routine. And right. seeing seeing you actually get in maybe um, some poses with the music that best show off your physique, which is, which is awesome. It's fun. But there is, you know, there's a downside with every sport. And I think the downside with competing is it's a very... Um, it, 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 it differs because, you know, at, at least in the natural league, you know what, you know, you go in with the mind, like, you know what you're supposed to look like, mm -hmm. but you don't know what's going on in the mind of judges. You could think that you're the best looking girl up there and you know, you should have gotten first, but for some reason, the judges placed you third and it is what it is because you're not in their mind, mm -hmm. you know, and there is a huge, huge role. Anybody who competes will tell you this. And if they say, no, it's not true, they're lying. There is a huge role with um, politics. There we go. There there's it is. Huge, there's a huge role with politics in the competition, role, in the competition world. Mm -hmm. And like I said, and I'm going to say it again, if somebody says, no, it's not, they're lying. Everybody who competes knows it. As Even far as professional when you say, competitors know it. When you say politics, you mean like, what do you mean exactly about politics and bodybuilding? Um, or what compete? Who has maybe, oh, 
this girl looks a little bit better, but the girl next to her, we know she has a huge following on Instagram and that could help the league and the organization. So uh, let's put her yeah. there. Or okay. I know this coach trained this girl and she's came a long way. She doesn't look the best here, but we're going to make her first because we're friends with the coach. Oh, okay. Things like you. that, you know? So there are little things that, that can irk you, but you just can't let it get in your head. And at the end of the day, it is what it is. And you accomplished more than someone else has. You've accomplished more in 12 weeks than you, than anyone else has, you know? So yeah. it's just getting on that stage should be a, a reward enough. Got you. So whatever the judge is saying, you, it's kind of like, well, at least in your case, it's kind of just in one ear and not the other because you're like, I made it. So whatever y'all are going to say, whatever, but I'm proud right. of myself for getting up here. Exactly. Okay. And you cool. know, and people have different mindsets. I know some competitors who are like, I'm competing to go in first. Like I want my pro card, this, that, blah, blah, blah. And absolutely. Do I want my pro card? Absolutely. And I will get it in the future. Am I in a rush to get it? No, I'll get it when I deserve to get it. I take feedback from the judges. I will email them the next day saying, I got fourth. So what do you need to see improvement on? And I will take every, 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 every criticism they have because I will do it slow and steady. I went from my first, my first show to being dead last, dead last in every single category. And then I went from my second show to being in fifth. Okay. That's that's a big jump. That's a big jump to being in fifth. And then, from my previous show to placing top four. So I finally got trophies in novice and open. You go girl. So, you know, it's like, it's baby steps and that's my mentality. And, you know, like I said, but everyone has different mentalities. Some people might want to be there for their pro card on the first try. And if they don't get it, they stop because they're like, nah, I didn't get it. That's what I want to do it. You know? Mm -hmm. So. Awesome. So before, before that, um, it seems like you were pretty comfortable in the skin you were in to begin with, but it seems like there's room for women competitors as well as men in that same stage to, you know, I guess put more weight on their body image than they should, especially when you got the judges picking out saying, oh, this is this is all for this isn't toned up enough or you're not big enough here. So has uh, your your competition experience, has that helped you with, you know, loving your body the way it is and accepting how your body looks now now it has yes if you ask me this um maybe like even as close as like a year ago i'd have been like no i hate it and you know the hard part is and especially for anyone who has first competed and it's their first show you as as an alumni in that you have to tell them like listen you're rocking your body right now you love it but this is not realistic. Your body will not look like this forever. It's going to look like this for this. And then a week from now, it's not going to look like you were just on stage. Right. Like it's not, unless you're taking a hormone for your body or unnatural, which I'm not knocking that at all. I'm just, I'm too pussy for the side effects. If believe me, if it wasn't for the side effects, I'd probably try it, but I'm, I'm a little bitch. So I don't try it. (laughs) (laughs) Some of that stuff will fuck you up though. Like just looking at the side effects. It's exactly. like those medicine, those medicine commercials where it's like, oh, you're you congested, take this, but the side effects include fucking death. <laughs> so, yeah, right. I it might, might want to die, that. but that's slim. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> so, and, yeah. So it's just, it's part of it. Like, so you have to mentally know, like, this is not what I'm gonna look like, and I have to be okay with that. Right. And you know, the first time I did it, I was 
freaking out. I remember I would text my coach all the time, like, I'm not happy in it. These jeans don't fit anymore, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, you know, I told you that was going to happen. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you're right. And now it's just, it, it is what it is. I know right now, like, I am, I'm thick. I'm thick, but I'm, I'm a different thick than I was in college. I'm, I'm thick, but I'm built. I have back muscles. You can see my shoulders. You can see my hams. You can see my quads, you know, things like that. Whew, girl, you, I'm, I'm getting hot over here. You need to stop with all that description. You can take off your shirt. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to take something else off. You keep oh, doing all the explanation. Damn, I had to cover my dog's ears. Don't say that. <laughs> he's only one. Oh, dang it. I'm sorry. Well, he's, I mean, he's technically seven in human years. So, oh, well, I mean, in dog my years. my child. <laughs> yeah, I'll just cover his ears. I feel be all right. The reason I was bringing up the whole loving yourself part is because, I mean, Instagram's all over the place and it's one of the the most popular forms of social media now. And of course, you got all the Instagram models and Instagram bodybuilders, whatever you want to call it, that are posting pictures with, you know, most of the time, not their natural bodies. I mean, there's women on Instagram getting ribs removed so they can, you know, keep that 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 small waist and all that shit like that. Which so, is ridiculous. Yeah. So the reason I asked was I was seeing if that affected you any because it's it's crazy now that um the the stuff you see on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all this stuff, these women that don't like have their real bodies, which I'm not knocking, but I mean these people are supposed to be the influencers and you're like influencing the younger generation to not be comfortable with what they have. So I was just trying to see if you had any if you struggled any with that, but it doesn't sound like you have. And, you know, definitely a couple years back, absolutely. It's like, why can't I be like that? Why can't I do that? But growing with age and growing into my body, it, nowadays it's just like, I, I embrace other women. If I see a woman and I think she's gorgeous, I will say, girl, you are drop-dead gorgeous. You work it. I will never put down another woman. Right. If, if I don't think a woman is gorgeous, I just don't say anything. You know, like I said earlier, if you don't have nothing to say, don't say anything at all. Mm. But I will never put down another woman. If that's what she wants to do to make herself feel beautiful, by all means, you do it. Is it for me? No. I don't want my ribs taken out. I don't want my fat removed. I'll do it the yeah. natural way. I don't need photo editing, whatever. The one yeah. thing I do want to say, we all have something that we mentally are not comfortable with with ourselves. And one thing I am not mentally comfortable with, and I, you, know, my family knows, my mom knows, my friends know, my freaking dog knows, is I really want implants. I hate my breasts. I hate them because I was so fat. I lost all this weight. They are just like 80 year old saggy boobs. And people are like, oh, they don't look like that. Yeah. Cause I got a bra on. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate bras. You, you can ask my mom. She freaking hates it. I don't wear bras. I wear a bra at work and to the gym. I cannot stand them. I don't like how they cut into you. It's you. I put stuff on your shoulder. I don't like it. I will wear right. nipple cover-ups and I will not wear a bra unless I 100% have to. And it's Which is the way, which is, I mean, it seems science-wise that's the way to go. Because I was, I forgot what the source was. It, it might not even been something credible, but I was reading about something that said uh, it's healthier for you to not wear bras. Because like you were saying, bras constrict you and this, that, and other, it damages the tissue or something like that yeah. in, your I mean, in, in your breast. And I read, so. I read, I read that article too. I'm not a doctor or anything, so I don't know, but I Me would, either. I would agree with what they're saying. You know, women back in the olden days, there were, there were no bras. No, you know? no, they had, they had the titties free as fuck. They were just all <laughs> over the place. That's right. So it's just like, 
So I just want implants because I will literally stand in the mirror and I will hold my boobs and I will push them up. And I'm like, I like this. <laughs> I like this. So slowly but surely fixing my credit and saving so I can get those done. And so that's yeah, hey, more, more power to you for doing it. I mean, that's that's a goal, you know, and exactly. you're working towards something. And, so I, I hats off to you. And you know what? And that's exactly what I said. Like, if that's, you know, I am not for photo editing and photoshopping, but if there is something that doesn't make you feel comfortable and you can, you have the means for it. And if it's going to benefit you, get it fixed. Sure. You know, whatever. Right. There is a point though, where I'll just shake my head and be like, are you kidding me? Where someone has their nose done, their lips done, their boobs done, my butt's done. Um, I got fake abs put in, you know, things like that. It's like, that's a little, eh, that's getting to a level where it's like, are you real or are you plastic? Yeah, like there, there's a limit. There's definitely a limit to what you do, which is why, which I'm, like you said, I'm not going, I'm not, I'm not knocking women that, you know, get plastic surgery and stuff like that, but just, just be sensible. Like you don't need to damage your body to, you know, fix another part. Don't like take a rib out or like you said, take fat from another part of your body and put it somewhere else. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, the thing, the thing that kills me now is I hate listening to the radio. The only damn time I listen to the radio is if my fucking phone is dead. That's it. And I will listen to the radio and on the radio now, all I hear freaking commercials, try freezing this fat. It goes away. Oh, we can remove it now with a needle and put it in the fucking trash can. How about you go to the gym and eat right and do it the natural way. I promise yep. it will be so much better than doing that and spending yep. thousands of dollars when it will take you six months if you focus and put down the freaking Dr. Pepper and run on the, run on the treadmill. So scrolling through your, your Instagram again, before we did the interview, it seems like you're, you're definitely pretty comfortable in your body and just looking at some of the pictures on your Instagram, it, it seems like you're, you're pretty comfortable with nudity as well. Is that, that sound about right? Just being naked. I, I love being naked. I do. Hell yeah. I just, I love it because I, I don't think like how most people think and it, it, you know, and that's okay. It's just for me, like when we were put on this earth, we didn't have any clothing. At what point does society say you have to wear clothing, cover yourself up at all times. I Mm -hmm. just, everybody in my head. Yes. Us as humans see the body sexually. And it's, there's no, there's no going around that. Absolutely not. But I, I'm not a huge person where if I sell somebody naked, I'd be like, oh my God, this is turning me on so much right now. No, you got a penis. He has a penis too. I have tits. That lady has tits. And there are, there are some things. Women are sexy, point blank. Women are beautiful things to look at. I love looking at women. I do it all the time. All the time. I'll go up to a woman and I'll be like, you are beautiful. And there are curves and things that are involved, but it just all depends on how you look at the human body. You know, I just, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of the human body. Like, I feel like over in Europe, they're so open to it. Like people will get changed in a locker room together, things like that. And here it's kind of like frowned upon. I feel like it. You know, like women, I don't know about a men's locker room or anything like that, but women will change inside um, like a bathroom stall or something. And it's just like, everyone's afraid to be naked. I don't get it. I, I mean, there's, 
there's fears that go along with it. I mean, you don't, again, it kind of goes back to being comfortable in your own body. Some people just aren't comfortable with their body and then they don't want other people to see it. And then, especially with dudes, I mean, I mean, we, you know how it is with dudes. I mean, we, we don't like compare each other's dicks, but it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like if you're in the locker room and you're not really packing, but <laughs> you, you accidentally saw the homie and the homie's like packing, you don't want to be around that because you're going you're gonna to feel like, dang, I, I, you know, that's true. if you're not comfortable in your body. That's true. That's very true. That's true. I just, I just want everyone to be able to embrace themselves and feel comfortable about themselves, you know? Right. It's just, it, I wear, I wear thong bathing suits all the time. That's what I wear. I wear thong bikinis and I post pictures and, you know, I get, I get comments from some really close friends, family members, or even my family members, like your ass is all hanging out at the beach, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Guess what? Everyone has an ass. If somebody wants to eat my ass, I just ate Taco Bell and shit out of this. So that's on you. <laughs> that's how I look at an ass. <laughs> that's that's a that's a pretty uh that's a new perspective right there. Yeah. But you you being upfront about it, I mean that those two things definitely go everyone has hand in hand. Ass. I wore I wore uh, one of my bathing suits to a family party. They're like, Maxan, there's kids here. I'm like, so I'm like, he can walk around naked. He has a butt too. I'm like, my <clears throat> my tits and my vagina are covered up. A kid has an ass. Everybody has a butt. Goddamn. Just for the record, Taco Bell and Shin are you know, scientifically proven to go hand in hand. Because you, <laughs> if you eat Taco Bell, you would definitely be shitting. One of my friends, one of my friends the other day sent me a meme. And it said, um, how freaky do you get in the bedroom? And it said, I'll eat your ass out after you ate Taco Bell. And I was like, that's really fucking freaky. <laughs> I don't even think that's freaky. That's borderline <laughs> suicidal right there. You know it's about to happen. Especially if you add that fire sauce. Oh God! Different level. Yeah, that's a whole new level of freaky. I'm I'm good on that one though. I I will not be partaking in any of that. No, I I am with you on that one. That is all them. At all. So you in the uh, earlier when we were talking, you were saying that you're coming out with a calendar. That yeah. Sounds all right. I is am. it like? Is it gonna be like Playboy style? Like, is Roxy gonna be having? Are the girls gonna be out? Are they coming out to play or what are we looking at? <laughs> the girls are coming out to play but not fully Ooh. not fully don't get too excited not fully it. it's gonna be you know it's it's tasteful it's tasteful it's um it will be done it will be done very nice you know it will definitely get your uh get your thoughts running but i won't be all out there like a playboy spread wide eagle this isn't hustler it's not playboy <laughs> but it will be like i said i like being naked i will be naked there's gonna be some really flirty shoots in there and it just and, you know, I've already had a lot of people inquire about it and message me through my Instagram. And it's like 2020, that's still a year. I'm like, this takes time. My pre-sale will not even go out until probably October, you know? Of this year? Of this year. Yep. Okay. So it's like you have to get with your photographers. You have to get the shoots. Y'all have to think about what ones you like the best, what's going to do best for not only me, but the photographer as well. So it's a drawn-out process. It's not like I can take... 12 pictures and smack them on paper and say, okay, here y'all buy this. Right. You know, cause then that, that, you know, it's your money that you're spending on it too. And I want y'all to be happy with what you get. And you got to be happy with what you're putting out too. Exactly. So. Exactly. It goes both ways. So and I'll send, I'll send you a, cal a calendar cam when it's time to come out. Oh yes. That's what I was about to ask. You took the words right out. Of I'll my send mind. you one. Don't worry. 
outstanding. I love it. So when <laughs> just to just to hit it again, when can people be expecting to see this uh this Rocks the Fox poster? The Rocks the Fox poster. Um, it is only going to be a presale poster. Um, sorry, calendar. It's going to be a presale calendar only. Did I say poster? Um, yeah, you said poster. Look what you have been doing. <laughs> I'm infectious. I can't help it. <laughs> so um yeah so. The calendar, it is only going to be a pre-sale calendar. Um, the pre-sale will be up anywhere from the end of August to the beginning of October. So be on the lookout for that. And I'll definitely post it everywhere, everywhere I can, when weeks in advance as well. So, I like it. I like it. Just uh, since we were sharing stories about, you know, things we were uncomfortable with. And these are stories that even the homies don't know to this day. So you're getting like some exclusive stuff here. Woo! But I was... You know, I was a little chunky growing up. My mom called it husky. She didn't really just outright call me fat. But, <laughs> <laughs> but she referred to it as husky. And I was in about, I moved around a couple times before or when I was younger. So like the people that I met later in life didn't really know about the story because I had lost the weight and I didn't want to go back to it. I was like, fuck that. I'm not telling anybody because they're going to laugh. But anyways, um, you know how in the morning you go to school and then you get dropped off early and like it's not time to go to class yet, so everybody like congregates, yeah, hangs out and stuff. Yep. So it seemed like there was there was multiple times where you know, and then like if you if, when you got dropped off in the morning, they were serving breakfast too, right? So yeah, yep. Some of the kids would bring food out and uh, you know eat it while they were waiting and stuff, and then I would get dropped off. And, you know, I'm just trying to go find my little group of friends to hang out with. And as I'm trying to, like, walk through the crowd and find my boys or my friends that I hang out with, people are, like, throwing fucking biscuits with jelly on them at me and shit. Like no! <laughs> so oh, they'll, like, hit damn, me with I biscuits and stuff. I uh, so bad. I'm so sorry. I mean, kids are assholes, but, I mean, it happens. We talked about that, and early on in the podcast, you talked about your mental health so was that in regards to your competition preparation or was that just life in general no um it's just life in general you know I just I feel like um you know people especially if you actually don't know the person and you just follow them on social media or Instagram you never know what's going on with them you know you see you see the part of life that they want to show you exactly Um, so it I have very, very, I have severe depression. I'm borderline bipolar and I have severe anxiety. Mm -hmm. I am on like six medications and, you know, now I'm very open about it. I will share it. And I just want to let everybody know that it's okay. And if you need help, please get help. Don't be embarrassed about it. You know, I was in the hospital two times, mental hospitals twice because my depression was so bad. I tried to kill myself several times because my depression was so bad. And now it's like nothing has ever happened. Um, you still get a lot of ups and downs. Yeah, you do. But yeah. it's never as bad as it was. And for people who say, oh, it's just in your head, it's not. There is something, there is a chemical imbalance, something that is not right in your brain. Right. Yeah, it's you definitely know? not that easy. You can't just flip a switch and then yeah. all that stuff disappears. It's definitely not that simple. Exactly. So go see somebody, go get help with it. Like I said, like I'm on six medications. I have no shame. No shame on that. Why? Because I'm still weird as hell, but I'm a balanced weird head. You know? <laughs> I'm a balanced weirdo. So just it's it's very, very, very important for you and for yourself. And working out helps your mental so much. If mm-hmm. you're depressed or if you're sad, go work out. I'm not just saying this because I'm a workout freak. I'm saying it because I know 
go work out. <laughs> right, because it actually helps, yeah? Yeah, it actually helps. And that's something that keeps me sane every day. If I go to work, I work out every morning. I always do it in the morning. If I go to work and I work evenings. So if I work and I know I didn't go to the gym in the morning and I know I have to go out of work, I'm stressed out at work because I'm like, I still got to get my workout in. This is giving me anxiety. And it just, it clears your mind. It's like a you time. It's a good you time. Yeah, it is. It you is. know, it's just, it's great. It, it, it really helps. And having a healthy lifestyle helps as well. Like people don't realize how much a healthy lifestyle helps you. Mm-hmm. It's mind blowing. It's, it changes your life. Yep. And that could be just diet or uh, it could be diet or working out. It could be a combination of the two, right? Yeah, it could be a combination of the two. And, you know, along with healthy lifestyle, it's like, make sure you surround yourself with people that are, are good for your aura. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to surround your people in life that are going to, like, bring you down or say negative about the things that you want to do or things you want to try. Exactly. So you got to be surrounded by good people, good, good people. Yeah, they'll, they'll help you out. And I love that you said that you want to let people know that it's okay to ask for help because some people will all struggle. I mean, I get depressed sometimes and like I got remedies for it because if I just sit in the house all day, because between making podcasts and like I do a lot of video editing, that, that shit takes a lot of time. And sometimes yeah. I'm just like, fuck it. I don't want to keep doing this. Like, you know, like you just want to shut it down. Yeah. And, just being inside kind of like it, it festers. So you gotta, you gotta help yourself or you gotta know what you need to do to mitigate that stuff. So I just like step outside, go for a walk. The beach is like 10 minutes away. So I go like take a walk on the beach or something to like, just pull myself out of that funk. Because if you just let it linger, it's just going to like snowball and get worse and worse and worse. Exactly. Exactly. You just took the words out my mouth. Yep. So definitely, definitely seek that help or just talk to somebody. You don't have to, it might not even, you might not even need to go to a shrink. Maybe you just need somebody to listen to you, somebody yeah, to lend you know, an ear. And my problem is, my problem was, is that I never talked to anybody because I was like, I don't want to put my problems on them. If I'll tell you right now, if they are your family, if they are your friends, they want you to talk to them. They want exactly. you to talk. They will get mad if you don't talk. And mm-hmm. I have learned that. So don't think that you're putting your shit on them. You're not. They are there to help you. And you know what? And if they're not there to help you or they don't want to listen to you, they're not, they shouldn't be your friend. Right. At the end of the day, that's what it comes to. Mm-hmm. I used to think meditation was like bullshit. I was like, this doesn't work. No, oh, no. meditation work. is the shit. Yeah, it works. I listen to, I meditate every night before I go to bed. I turn on and I'm not advertising for them. This is a great app. It's expensive, but it's Is great. it Headspace? No, it's like, it's called Calm. Have you ever heard of it? It's on my phone right now, but I'm a cheapskate, so I haven't really did I the was going to so. say, it's expensive. It's like $80 for the year. But Cam, if you have it, freaking buy it. I use it every night. Um, I will meditate, and then I'll put on a story to sleep. I don't sleep well, so just hearing those voices, like, it relaxes my entire body, and I fall asleep within, like, five minutes. I always got told, oh, you should get an emotional animal. And I'm like, what? need an emotional animal what is that Uh, what yeah what's an emotional animal so you know everyone nowadays is on that kick oh he's my emotional therapy animal people have peacocks people have this people have that but that really bothers me because some of those people don't have emotional problems they just do it so they can get away with having their animals live with them and things Mm -hmm. like that you know luckily you know and then it causes problems sometimes for people who really do have emotional needs for an animal but 
um, my therapist really recommended it. So did my psychiatrist and they kept recommending it. And for months and months, and I was like, no, I don't need one. And one day I went to the shelter and I was like, listen, I'm just here to look lady. I'm not going to get anything. I'm thinking about getting a dog. I'm not sure. Walked around the kennel, found no dogs that I liked. And then there was this one lady walking a dog past me from outside. And I was like, oh. I'm like, look at his ears. I'm like, what's his name? And they told me his name. And I'm like, and I'm looking at him. I'm like, mm, nope, I'm not going to take him out because then I'll want him. And as I walked away, he started crying. And I was like, oh, oh no. So I'm like, I took, I took him out and we went into like the little play box. He didn't come near me at all. Didn't like me. His tail was wagging, but he seemed really shy, timid, scared. You know, he's a rescue. I know what he went through. Right. So I told the woman what I was looking for and she's like, oh, he'd be the perfect dog for that. So at this point, I only, I just came back from like a month in California. So I only had $200 in my bank account and his adoption fee with his shots and everything was like 180 ran to the bank. Got out 180, brought him home that day. I will tell you what, this dog is my child. We were meant to be together. He has literally stopped me from killing myself. If these emotional therapy dogs are no joke, if you have mental issues and you're hearing somebody saying, get an emotional therapy dog, get one. I thought it was bullshit and I have one and I would be lost without him. Lost. So if you ever feel depressed or anything like that, I'm not saying... Go out and get a dog. Think about it. Think about it because a dog is also a life a lifetime commitment, you know? Yep, it is. Well, Rocks, this has been a a fun podcast to say the least. This is has this has been a good time talking to you. So I just want to thank you again for, you know, sitting down, taking the time out to to talk with me and relay all this information, all your experiences. And most of all, which is something I've been trying to work on myself. Thanks for being so vulnerable on this thing. Oh, of course. I am. I've learned about myself. I'm an open book now. I hide nothing. You can ask me anything. I will not hide it. So I had so much fun and I really appreciate you reaching out to get me on this podcast. No problem. I mean, you know, you got to shoot that shot sometimes. That's right. <laughs> got to shoot that shot and it worked out. So before we get out of here, you got any any closing shots for the people that are listening? Closing shots, just make sure you're happy with yourself, you're happy in life, embrace yourself, love yourself, love one another. And remember, everybody has a butt, so... Everybody has a butt. You wear that banana hammock because I like it. <laughs> and she will be looking, ladies, so... And I will be looking. So for Roxy and for Cam, this has been another episode of Stuff You Should Do. We are out of here. Bye. And there it is. Thank y'all so much for sticking through and listening to it. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I know I definitely enjoyed making it as well as Roxanne. She enjoyed making the podcast episode as well. Make sure to subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff on whatever podcast streaming platform you're listening on. Uh, follow the podcast on Instagram at SYSD Podcast. I'm on Twitter on that same uh, that same handle. Check out the website, www.stuffyoushouldo.co. And again, I appreciate y'all listening to me. The repeat listeners, I appreciate y'all even more because I feel like y'all, you know, expect a product from me. And I'm going to keep delivering. Hope to see y'all back on the next episode. And remember, keep doing, baby. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. 
Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.